0: Amen. Well, tonight I want to just I want to um I'm going to continue maybe kind of go on, on the on the heels of what Pastor Todd talked about on Sunday um, about, you know, the real meaning of Christmas and and, and whatnot. So I'm, I'm going to go on the heels of that tonight. And, you know, for Christmas, one of the biggest things about Christmas is gift giving, right? It's us giving each other's gifts. We love to get gifts. We love to, you know, to, to, to give gifts and to get gifts. And as Pastor Todd said Sunday, and I've said it, I know since the holiday season started, we all know that, that gift giving was God's idea, right? We know God was the original gift giver. We, most of us are familiar in here with John 3.16 that says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life, our eternal life you know although we usually focus on the birth of jesus at this time of year his purpose in coming to the earth was not to just give us a sweet picture of a baby in a manger in bethlehem right right because you know there's some people and and i've heard people say this kind of jokingly but but some people even throughout the year some people will talk about praying to baby jesus jesus ain't a baby no more right I mean, it was—he came as a baby, and that—and that's great. But but the, we focus a lot on, and it's great. We do. We celebrate the birth of Jesus, that he came on the earth, obviously in human form as a baby. But it's more than that. It's more than just the picture that Pastor Tide talked about on some on Sunday. I, I want to read the, the the Christmas story, so to speak, or account just a few few verses in Matthew, chapter one, verse eighteen. It says this: This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, Listen to this. She will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray over our time in your word. Father, we just ask that your word... Lord God, in the truth and the power of your word and the cross, we continue to come forth, Lord God, in the, the 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 way that you want it to come forth. May we all be encouraged, strengthened, stirred up by way of reminder tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name, by your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me, speak to me and through me. I cannot do this on my own, nor do I want to. I need your help. Lord, I pray your anointing upon me and upon all the ears of everyone that is hearing this tonight. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. As I just prayed that, I thought about that. You know, even as, you know, tonight I look around. I know most people have been saved a while. I've been, been been in church for a while. But I love how in the Bible, Paul says, I want to stir you up by way of reminder. And he says, I will continue to remind you as long as there's time on the earth. Amen. So in part, that's what this is tonight. But, But I do want to go go into this about, about Christmas, that it is, we celebrate the birth of Jesus, but Matthew comes out the gate and tells us clearly why Jesus was born, and it was to save his people from their sins. Jesus is the Greek form of the Hebrew word Yeshua, or Yeshua, however you want to pronounce it, which means the Lord saves. So that was the whole purpose where he said, you're going to name him Jesus. And he knew right away that name, to name him Jesus, the Lord saves. The name appropriately describes his role that he will save his people from his sins. You know, that little baby was born to die for me and you. And thus pay for the forgiveness of our sins. Amen? He was born to die on the cross that we might be reconciled to God. As just we sang tonight, you know, there's a song that I listened to a couple of times today. In the name of the song, that He was born to die. His purpose for being born was ultimately to die. Now we know as humans, we're all gonna we we're we're born one day and we're gonna die, but that's not our purpose. Our purpose in life is not. But His main purpose, He was born to die. So before I go any further, the title of this message tonight is "Remember the Cross at Christmas." Remember the cross at Christmas, not just the manger, not just, and that's great. I love to see nativity scenes. Matter of fact, the other day, this is kind of funny. I was passing by Scott City Hall, and, and I don't know if you like me. I get kind of, I guess, a little, you know, I kind of get details and the stuff, and I passed by City Hall, and I saw it said, Happy Holidays, and I was like, Happy Holidays? Why didn't that say Merry Christmas? And as I was past processing that thought, right after that was a big lit-up nativity scene, I'm like, okay, good job, city of Scott. I'm don't. I'm not i not going to, no complaints there, you know. They might have said happy holidays, but they got Jesus. So that's what matters, right? Do y'all do stuff like that or is it just me that you, especially in our day and age, you know, you hear on the radio the naughty and nice list and all that. So anyway, so I was happy to see the nativity scene and we want to see that because it glorifies Jesus, right? But we need to move from the manger to Calvary, amen? We got to remember and focus during this time that, yes, it's a celebratory time, but Jesus' purpose for being born was to die. Being reconciled to a relationship with God is the greatest gift that we can ever receive. I say it all the time, and like Paul says, I'll keep saying it, that being born again, being in a right relationship with God is the greatest miracle that can take place on this earth. Us being born again, being dead, being lost in our sin, being, being destined for, for, for a devil's hell in eternity, and in, being, in, in, in a moment in time, getting turned from that through the work of the cross, through the power of the Holy Spirit, into salvation and a right relationship with Jesus, I believe is the greatest miracle that can take place. Because there's many miracles that take place. The little baby and and, the, the, and and Daniela being saved, people get raised from the dead, people being healed. That's great, but I say it all the time. If someone gets healed and it's a miracle, but they never give their life to Jesus, they might live many more years on the earth, but end up separated from God for eternity. Amen. Some people, Somebody said this. Somebody said that, you know, the church sometimes prays to keep saints out of heaven instead of keeping sinners out of hell. You, get, you got that? You're tracking with me? We pray that saved people would, not, would be healed and not die. But if they die, they're going to go to heaven instead of focusing on lost souls that, you know what, if they, if they die without Christ, we'll be eternally separated. Amen. And we need to do both. I'm not saying one's better. We need to do both. Right? It's, it's a simultaneous, I want to see healings. I want to see miracles. But remember that, and the cross provides for all of that as well. We know that Jesus bore stripes on his back, the Bible says, so we can be healed as we just pray. We know that. But it's a, it's a simultaneous thing. And remembering and, and not taking for granted. I, know, I don't know about y'all, but, you know, the longer that I'm saved, sometimes I think, you know, just in my daily prayer time, I forget the first thing to stop and say, Lord, I thank you for saving me. I thank you, Lord, that I'm born again, that, Lord, you died for me, that you forgave me, that I was a wretched sinner, lost and, and just broken, and busted, and just, just a wretched sinner. But you came down and you saved me. I love how that line says that. I thank you for the, the way you've always loved me. Now I get to love you in return. Because the Bible says that we love Jesus because he first loved us. He always loved us. God so loved the world. At the beginning, he loved us. So he sent his son. And now that you know we can say we love God and all that until the veil's taken off and our hearts are softened. Now we truly can love God in return. Because he had been pursuing us and loving us all along. Amen. So that's the greatest gift we can have is we were separated from God, being reconciled to him. You know, people rarely think about the cross at Christmas time because it's Because it is the time set aside to celebrate Jesus' birth again. But listen, look, in in, in Philippians 2, Paul, he connects the two thoughts. And we're going to look at this for a minute. Look at Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. It says this, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Listen to this. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and, look, was born... As a human being, when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. You see how Paul, he he connects the two things in two different lines. He was born and then he died. That's his purpose right there. That was the purpose that Jesus had. So let's look at these verses a little bit closer. Verse 7 says that he gave up his divine privileges. This literally means that he emptied himself. That's what that phrase literally means. He emptied himself of all his his divine privileges for us. He gave up everything, all divinity, king of kings, king of, of all heaven, lord of all the universe. He laid all that down to come down to be born for us. God bankrupt heaven by giving us Jesus and Jesus emptied himself of all those divine privileges. Amen? He emptied himself. Now, this is the ultimate expression of divine self-denial. Now, as I was thinking about this today and how Jesus emptied himself of everything for us, you put it in the context of Christmas, most people, I doubt, will empty their bank account to give you a Christmas gift. Right? Some might. Your mom or your daddy might. You know, some, some. you know, but think about that. Jesus emptied Himself of everything, of all His divine privilege of of, of being the, the 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 only begotten Son of, of of God. Comes down and even on the point where He emptied Himself of all these divine privileges or prior, I mean all His prerogatives that was the gate made Him Godlike. Now He still He was God, but He emptied Himself of all of that and still needs to be filled and led by the Holy Spirit. And even to the point when He died on the cross. God had to turn, God the Father had to turn his face away. Even in that moment, he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was forsaken so none of us would be forsaken. The Father turned away from him so he would never have to turn away from us again. That's the greatest gift that we've ever received. Amen? He gave up all his divine privileges. Then it says in verse 7 in the second part, he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. Christmas is the true story of a king who traded his royal robes and took upon himself the position of a slave. There's no king in history that would have ever willingly done this. Step down from his throne. I mean, when you, when you read like in the book of Esther and stuff, you know, you couldn't even go into the king's like courts unannounced. Or you can be striked. I mean, it might still be like in some countries. You can be striked down there just for going because of the royalty and the, the pomp that, that, that a king carries. But he, he stripped himself. He humbled himself and went from king of glory to servant of all is what he did for us. This is the Christmas story. Verse 8, it says, he humbled himself in obedience to God. He humbled himself in obedience to God. It was God's will that Jesus died for the sins of humanity, and Jesus was obedient to the Father's will. Jesus was obedient to the Father's will. Later in verse 8, it says, and he died a criminal's death on a cross. See, in the Roman Empire, crucifixion was a cruel and humiliating punishment for criminals. And remember, he did nothing wrong. We were the one that broke God's law. Just think of it. Almighty God, clothed in radiant glory from eternity past, came to this earth, formed as a human being in the womb of a human mother, emptied himself of his divine privileges, took on the position of a slave, was totally obedient to God the Father for one purpose, so he could one day die on the cross to purchase our salvation. Amen. So you see, whenever we celebrate Christmas, when when God the Father saw that little baby being born in Bethlehem, he saw a torn veil. He saw the cross of Calvary. As his 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 young mother Mary was cradling him and cuddling him, he saw the purpose of Christmas, the purpose of the Christmas story, why he was being born. He saw the veil that was torn and that all of us tonight, as we sit here and, and, and experience God's awesome presence and His divine provision, and as we get to read from His word and fellowship with one another, as we, as we get to live in a, a country where we can celebrate Christmas and purchase gifts to one another, which is all great. It's, it, that's, that's awesome. That's fine. That's fun. And you know, that's a great thing to do. Remember when we celebrate the birth, not to forget the cross. Amen. And not only did he grant us eternal life in heaven, but he also wants to give us the richest life here on earth. When I mean rich, I don't mean like, you know, money cometh or nothing, you know, financial things. And I mean, but rich in fullness. John 10, 10 says this. That was a little inside joke, by the way. The thief's purpose purpose is to kill, to steal and destroy. But listen to this. My purpose is to what? Give them a rich and satisfying life. Again, look, God's heart right here is to give. My purpose, the reason I came was to give. You remember God's, his original idea is gift giving. I've come to give you a rich and satisfying life. You know, it doesn't matter how many Christmas gifts we get this year. If we get everything we want, if we get everything we want, all of 2016 Every day, all day, if we get the things that we desire, physical thing, uh, possessions, material possessions, the hobbies that we get to do, the, whether you like hunting or fishing or playing golf or sporting events, all these things that are fine and are fun, none of that stuff can truly satisfy us. Have you figured that out yet? I know I have. I can go on an awesome hunt, and by next weekend, I'm ready to go hunting again, right? I mean, those things are fun and good, but they, they can never satisfy us. Jesus came to give, again, a a satisfying life. Only Jesus can give you true satisfaction. You know, I know this is kind of corny, but as I was preparing this, I heard that old song, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. You remember that song? And I thought, yeah, he he couldn't because he didn't have Jesus, right? It's corny, but it's true. He didn't have Jesus. That's why he couldn't get... No satisfaction. I don't even think that's not proper grammar either, right? But it's true. Without the Lord, without truly connecting, walking with the Lord, once again, all these things are fine, fun. I mean, I enjoy hunting. I enjoy hobbies and things. like that. Those are all great. But that's not all. And I, going back to that's why as Pastor Todd was saying Sunday, some people go through Christmas and all they have is empty boxes and wrapping. When, when, when they look forward to just that, just the presents just the season, just the, you know, when that's all said and done and over, guess what? What are you left with? You're, you're unfulfilled. You know, I might step on some toes here. When you, when you look in, when, and I've been there, when, when, when all there is before I get saved, when you, when God saved, when you, you, you're all about your, a certain sports team winning it and playing. And guess what? When you get a, a disappointing game or season, guess what? It, it, you know, it leaves you unfulfilled. It leaves you unsatisfied. Jesus came, his purpose was to not only give us eternal life, but a rich and satisfying life. Only him could he could only satisfy us spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, in our soul. There's a there's a core longings that we have inside of us that only Christ can fulfill. Even relationships, we need relationships. We were made and built and wired for relationships. But I want to encourage you, young people, I want to encourage you. If you think a a relationship is going to fully satisfy you, you're wrong. I want to warn you now, you're wrong. I mean, I love my wife. Our our, our marriage, we we compliment each other. God has blessed us. But if we look to each other to be ultimately satisfied, we're going to be disappointed. I know. I know I've disappointed her. I've let her down. We only can be fully fulfilled in Christ. Amen? So these things are good and fun, and and God, I know, blesses us with these things, but that can't be our full satisfaction. Amen? You know, and I know during this time as we just prayed for this this precious family, and, and, and as I said, just, I mean... Just literally got on the phone with her 10 minutes before service started. And I, and I'm, and I'm, I, I was already preparing this before, you know, uh, you know talking to her because I'm going to be a part of the, the service tomorrow and whatnot. You know, during the holidays is some of the toughest times for, for those that have lost loved ones. Like that's the first thing she said. This is going to be our first Christmas together while she was here in the States. And my heart just breaks for her. It's such a hard, it's, 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 it's so hard. You know, and some of y'all, this might be the first Christmas without a loved one that you maybe have lost recently, just this year. You know, and again, Jesus was born for a purpose. The Lord gives. Again, he gives us, just as he's given his son eternal life. He gives us a rich and satisfied life. He wants to give us comfort through these tough times. Amen? 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 5 says, all praise to God The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, so we are able to give them the same comfort God has what? Given us. Again, giving was God's idea. And as the Father gives us comfort, we are able to comfort others as they are hurting. So one, you might need God's comfort. In this holiday season, in this tough time. Maybe you're separated from a family member, a loved one, maybe just as in a strained relationship between a family member. We hear those stories too. I hear people say, Oh, you going to family tonight? No, I don't I don't I don't really really talk. I talked to a young man the other day and and his, his dad died a couple of years ago and we were just talking and and uh I had said something he was talking about his wife's uh his his wife's parents and and he was talking about his in laws and stuff stuff was going on and he was saying yeah they they basically the only parents that got left and i said what well, what I know your dad passed away? what is it about your mom and he's like that that's basically nothing there and he told me a time before that he don't talk to his brothers either, so he lost his dad and he has no relationship with his mom or his brothers and I know there's people possibly sitting in here that you maybe have a story similar. That you have a strained relationship with, with you know, maybe a, a parent, a loved one, a sibling, maybe lost a parent. You know, I'm looking at Rob here. I know, you know, this year you're going through that losing his mother, you know. And God wants to comfort you, brother. For all of y'all, he is our merciful father. And he is the ultimate source of comfort. Amen. I share this at funerals. I'm going to share this tomorrow. But, you know, I see it in my life. My dad died when I was 19. I didn't know the Lord. I was already into drugs and alcohol. So what did I do? I went deeper into drugs and alcohol to try to comfort myself. And guess what? Not only did it not work, it made it worse. Fast forward years later when my brother dies, at this time I'm saved. I know the Lord. I'm walking with the Lord. And it was like night and day. Yes, it still hurt. Yes, it was painful. Yes, I still, I still miss them. Matter of fact, me and, me and Daniela was talking about that earlier and we were talking about just the connection with, you know, my brother was, was married to Elam, which is a family friend and, and of, 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 of that family. She's like, yeah, I think I met your brother one time. And, uh, and she says, I remember he had, he had those blue eyes. And I was like, you know, it's funny. My twins have blue eyes. You know, that's probably, they get that from that, you know, the genes on that side of our family, you know. But just as she said that, it's like, man, it made me miss my brother just talking about him. You know what? But God is faithful. It hurt. I still miss them. But you know what? He's faithful to his word that he has comforted me through it. And what's really cool about it is, and this is all glory to God. I can't take any credit for it. God's word is true. It says not only does he comfort us, but that we're able to give that same comfort to others. I'm going to stand in front of a, a, a room full of hurting people tomorrow and get to offer the same comfort that God has given me. Every time I do a funeral, I share this scripture and say, listen, I'm not just sharing this scripture because I'm a preacher. I'm sharing this scripture because I know it to be true. Just as God has comforted me. So for you in here, you might, you know, it might have been a little bit removed, but I just want to encourage you. The Bible says in James, draw close to God and he'll draw close to you. It might be hard. I know it's, we have emotions. We're human, but if you're hurting, if you, you, you lost a loved one this year or, or you have it in a strained relationship with someone that, you know, you might not see this year or might be a hard time, look to the Lord. Go to the Lord. He wants to comfort you. Amen. So as you celebrate Christmas, be sure to remember the cross. It isn't just a time to reflect on the baby boy who was born in Bethlehem long ago. That baby was God manifest in the flesh, and he was born to die for me and you. Amen? To comfort us, to help us, to give us a rich and satisfying life. Jesus was so willing to do whatever was required in order to redeem us from Satan and sin, to give us a truly satisfying life, to comfort us when we need it most. This is what Christmas is all about. Amen. This is the full story of Christmas. We read the Christmas story in in, in Matthew and in in, in Luke, but this is the full Christmas. That was the beginning. That's the introduction of the Christmas story. But this is the, we got to remember the wholeness, the fullness of the Christmas story. Amen. So I want you to remember that as you go through these next couple of days. But not only should we remember this, but we should share it with those who need it as well. Amen. Amen. I want to turn the corner here for a minute before we dismiss. Luke 8, 38 and 39 says this. I love this. It says, but Jesus sent him home saying this. This is a man that he had delivered from a bunch of demons. And he said, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. So he went all through the town proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for them. Go back to your family. You know, Christmas is a great time to be a witness for Jesus. Amen? I know one person, at least Miss Linda agreed with me. Christmas is a great time to be a witness for Jesus. Again, I know during the holidays, I'm guilty of this. We want to kind of, you know, put it on co-pilot, you know, kick back. Enjoy some good food, watch some football, maybe go hunting, go, just kind of take it easy. At the end of the year, holidays, a lot of people on vacation have time off at the end of the year. But I just want to challenge you, just want to encourage you in these next couple of days to be mindful of the lost that are around you. To be mindful for those that are hurting or maybe going through tough times because Jesus commanded, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done. Guess what? In Christmas time, we're usually around a lot of family, Right? You're around a lot of family that you maybe hadn't seen in a long time, but don't see on a regular basis, right? Right? Is it just me? Hello? Do you, you you are you gonna be around your family in the next two days? Some of them you maybe have not. Listen, Jesus said, tell them about everything God has done for you. Tell them, thank you, Miss Clara. Tell them what God has done. When we're around our family, let's use this opportunity. When everybody else is hee-hawing and and boo-hooing about how rough their life is, come on, let's witness. Let's say, hey, you know what? I know somebody that can help you out. Oh, you have his business card? Nope. But I can tell you his name. Actually, I do have his business card, but it's a whole book that you can find him in. Amen? Go back to your family and tell them all that God has done. Think about this in the next couple of days. You know, uh, my brother-in-law, a few years back, I was thinking about this. Right after he got saved, his family, uh, you know, that side of the family was was super excited because they gave his life to the Lord and everything. And so they wanted him to bless the food. Well, he had that opportunity to bless the food and he wasn't going to just stop it. Lord, bless the food, let it nourish our body. But he got excited. And said, man, I want to, I want to share with them all that God has done, what God has done in my life. And so he asked me, he pulled me to the side. I, like, I said, hey, man, come see. And like, before we go in, like, can you pray with me? Let's, I want to pray because I just want to be a witness to my family. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. And his whole family was there and, and we were there, you know, for, and so I prayed with him outside and just encouraged him. And, and sure enough, I don't remember if he, I don't remember if he had read something. He had something written down. You remember this? And he, he, and, and and he shared it with, the, you know, that opportunity he had. He had all the family's attention. And I know, I know, like, for some people, it's maybe harder for you to witness to your family than it is a perfect stranger. But, you know, I always say this. You, you ain't got to be weird. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be, you know, look for, look for opportunities. Pray the next couple of days. The Bible says make the most of every opportunity, right? So it might not be that you stand up on the top of the table, you know, in front of the turkey and, and preach to everybody. That's not necessarily what I'm implying. Now, if the Holy Ghost comes upon you and tells you to do that, more power to you. But you know what? But it's those opportunities. As you're sitting around talking to people, you know, you you hear people hurting. You hear people that are hopeless, right? Y'all know that. You get around people that they're hopeless. There's no aim in life. There's no goals in life. They're just, they seem hopeless. They seem like, you know, what's the meaning of life and all these things. And if they see you and they sense that you have joy that you have purpose, that you're actually smiling and joyful and you hadn't drunk, drank anything around the, the, the you know, the wet bar or whatever. They're going to wonder what's different about you, man. Everybody's toasting it up and drinking and you're just like, man, I, I got the Holy Ghost. I got the Lord. I got the love of Jesus. Now, you don't want to use all kind of Christianese like that with them, you know, but just say, man, I got, you know. I got, there's a joy in me, you know, and I used to, you know, smoke and drink with all these guys, and I used to work with, and after I got saved, they, you know, started smoking and passing it around, and I was like, man, I'm good, like, oh, come on, man, it's like, man, I, you know, kind of like Jesus said, I I got something that you know nothing about. I got a supplier that never runs out, and it don't cost me a dime, amen? So, you know, people are going to sense that you have something different. You know, the world's hurting, and they're looking for answers. Every time we turn on the news, there's another shooting, there's another tragedy, there's another whatever, you name it, right? We see it all the time and people are looking for answers. Listen, church, I just want to encourage you, we have the answer. So let's be a light, let's be a light. The the Bible talks about in one of the accounts that a great light came into the world. Jesus said, we are that light now. Like a city set up on a hill, we let your light shine. So that everybody can see. So when you get with your family, be a witness for Jesus. Then look what it says. So he went, he told him to go back to his family and tell him everything God had done. But listen, I love this. This guy took it to another level. And I'm going to close out with this. He took it to another level. It says, so he went all through the town proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for him. Jesus said, go back to your family. He's like, okay, I'm going to tell my family, but I'm not stopping there. He went through the whole town. And so everybody. So I just want to encourage you. You know what? The next couple of days, tomorrow, you might be out doing some last-minute shopping. You might have to go to work tomorrow. I know some people still have to work. You might be doing your final preparations at the house for your guests or going to the grocery store. But again, just look for those opportunities. Look for those opportunities To be a witness, like Pastor Ty was talking about, you know, people hustling, bustling, running all over here and there, last minute shopping, swiping the credit cards, doing all that kind of stuff. I know even even as a Christian just a few years back, I was getting aggravated with Christmas. And the reason why is because it was getting so commercialized and was like, oh, we got to buy for this and we got to buy. Well, what if if they get us? And I'm like, man, this is time out. This is not what it's about. Now, I was getting to a point where it's just like, I want Christmas to come and go. But then, I, I, you know, I reset, refocused, and everything is like, you know what? But for some people, they just want it to be over with. You know, so I just want to encourage you, as you're going through the town the next couple of days, but really every day, use the opportunity to proclaim. I love this. He proclaimed the great things that Jesus had done for him. Has Jesus done some great things for you, church? Has he? I know he's done uncountable Great things for me. So let's share that, that love, that joy, that hope, and that truth with others. Amen? Why don't you go ahead and stand up with me? If you can go ahead and bow your heads with me as well, too, as we, we, we close out in prayer. Just to recap, as everything I said, again, the reason Jesus was born was to die. Again, when when God the Father saw that little precious baby being born, he knew the end result was going to be him dying a gruesome death on the cross. Not because God was harsh or hard or any of that, but the contrary, because he's loving and kind and compassionate towards us. And Jesus was willing. He didn't force Jesus to do it. Again, God banked up heaven, gave everything he had, his only son. And Jesus, the Bible says, humbly submitted and obeyed God the Father to die for us. Again, remember, he died a criminal's death the way criminals would die in the Roman Empire. But he did no wrong. We were the one that did wrong. We broke God's laws. We've sinned but Jesus loved us so much the father loved us so much that he sent Jesus in our place he said listen you broke my laws but my son will pay the penalty he'll pay the price so you can be saved so you can be right with me so with every head bow and every eye closed I never like to, to end a service especially a service a message that's focused on the cross without giving anyone in here an opportunity to get right with the Lord if you're in here tonight and you say Brandon you know what I, I've, you know, know about Christmas and the Christmas story and, and everything, you know, but never stopped to focus on the cross. I don't know if I'm right with God. If you say, Brent, I don't know if I die tonight, if this would be my last Christmas. Listen, this tragedy reminds us, y'all, that we can be sitting on Johnson Street at a light with our family in the car. And in an instant, you cross over into eternity. That, that's a reminder of how precious life is. We are not promised tomorrow, church. We are not promised tomorrow. If you hear him, if you're in here, young people, don't think, oh, I got later, I'm going to do that. No, just in a split second like that, your life can be snuffed out. And if tonight, you say, you know what, Brandon, if if, if I got in a car accident and it was that quick and I was gone, I'm not sure where I'd be, but I want to make sure that I'm right with God. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to be eternally secure. If that's you, just slip your hand up and I want to pray for you. I see your hand, man. Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. I see your hand back here, too, young man. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, the Lord's tugging on hearts. I see your hand, brother. Amen. Amen. This is what Christmas is about the greatest gift ever given in salvation through Jesus. For you guys that have raised your hand, come on, I want you to pray with me. Bible says, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mother that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. This is the beginning. It doesn't end here, like the Christmas story. Once you pray in faith, this is the beginning. We want to help you walk this thing out. But for those of you to raise your hands, I want you to pray with me, and we, I'm going to ask the brothers and sisters to pray together too. Just pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. Lord, I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. Lord Jesus. I thank you for for coming to earth, for for, for, for being born as a human and then dying on the cross for my salvation, to pay the penalty, to pay the debt for my sin. Lord, I receive tonight the greatest gift ever given, salvation. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for cleansing me of my sins. Now, Lord Jesus, give me the grace. Give me the strength. Give me the wisdom to live for you, to make right choices day in and day out. Lord Jesus, help me to depend upon you each and every day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. For you guys that raised your hand, man, do me a favor. Look, we're ending about 15 minutes early before you take off. I'd love to meet with you down here at the altar. We want to pray with you. We want to give you, if you don't have a Bible, we want to give you a Bible and and some materials to help get started. Because this is the beginning. Like I said, just as the birth of Jesus was the beginning and he had a whole life ahead of him in a mission, you have a life ahead of you. We want to help you to walk this journey with the Lord. For the rest of us that know the Lord, hey, enjoy your Christmas. Be a light be full of joy, offer the greatest gift ever given. Amen. God bless y'all and Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful time.